Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So loud. Is it? Yes. Oh. That was so loud in my ears. All right, well, shall I stop it and do it again? No, no, no. Just because it was out in my ears, it okay. probably is really tiny and tinny to the listeners. How was that, how was that for you guys? Uh, we did, we've been messing with our levels. Mm. We're really hoping this is the one when it works. Oh, I just heard a child. Um, welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy B. Freeman, Jeff Thomas and our Executive Director, Cooper. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week, predictably, at Bridge Farm, with Helen getting her bottom smacked by Mummy and Daddy for being a silly girl and going off by herself. Why were Pat and Tony mystified as to how Helen had found Rob when Cagney and Laceup managed to find him unaided last week? (laughs) Helen is behaving exactly as she did before, Pat, because you are behaving exactly as you did before. Hysterical, overprotective and patronising. Kirsty also ticked her off for going to see Rob and then asked after Lee. Helen said, Lee? As if she'd temporarily forgotten who he was. But then as he seems to spend most of his time hiding from her, on one recent occasion under the duvet when it was his turn to cook dinner, that is hardly surprising. (laughs) He got as shouty as he could with Tom, which must be tricky when your voice (laughs) permanently sounds as if it's about to give out, and has suddenly realised the utter lunacy of becoming involved with any of Tom's (laughs) schemes. To be honest, Lee, you got off lightly only losing your job and access to your children. Kirsty ended up having to go to Formby for six months. <laughs> Kate held a thing for the summer solstice. <laughs> the food was vegan, FODMAP, gluten-free, taste-free, but probably not free, knowing Kate. <laughs> the session began with welcome yoga, followed by a relaxing sound bath designed to induce sleep in the form of gongs, shamanic bowls, and Adam describing his ideas for Bridge Farm. This was then followed by the ceremonial accidental burning down of Home Farm and all the surrounding arable fields. Ben touchingly described harassment as being on the front line. The front line? Give over. Anyway, harassment is desperately seeking something, as always, and his new career plan is to be something out in nature. A scarecrow? Scarecrow. Telegraph poll. Fallon immediately had a nervous breakdown, convinced that harassment was going to chuck in his job and leave her trying to pay her gas bill in lemon drizzle cake while he was having a lovely time being an electricity pylon out in nature. What with the whole assault charge, Lee has been taken off the touching people aspects of his job, which as a physiotherapist is proving tricky. He has been replaced by Lindsay with the cold fingers, which meant I imagined her as some sort of chilly, undead sort of person. Not as chilly as Stella who in her dealings with all of the Aldridges except Brian is so icy. She's quite refreshing on these hot evenings. (laughs) She left Adam hopping about with his trousers around his ankles while he bleated on, Oh, Stella, you may have felt that I hadn't supported you. 
which is a politician's response if ever I heard one. And then she ripped Kate a new one. Kate's response was, as always, my daddy's richer than your daddy, which cut none of Stella's ice. As it turns out, she's not interested in daddies at all, but in the ladies. So our North Face jacket theory was correct, hurrah for us. And also explains why Justin and Brian find her difficult to read, as men of that ilk tend to divide women into two groups, shaggable and other miscellaneous the fact that Stella is shaggable but also entirely uninterested in the tiresome contents of their mustard yellow cords makes her a total enigma to them it's that time of year again traipsing around the village trying to persuade people to join the fate committee surely they don't need a committee this time the thing must run itself by now some boring nonsense for the kiddies candy floss an utterly ludicrous contest that involves the entire village becoming disproportionately competitive and apparently, Eddie and his performing ferrets, who seems unsettlingly desperate to be on the committee. Why? Where's the money angle? We shall see. Betting on which toddlers are savaged by the ferrets and don't make it out of the tunnel, maybe. Henry spoke. Oh, he yay. actually sounds quite nice. Yes. Maybe there's hope for Bridge Farm after all. This took place in a painting by numbers scene contrived by Tony to break <laughs> it gently to his son that he had always been a pillock and probably always would be. You tried to rescue Helen, Tom, and made matters a million times worse. Do you remember? This prompted Tom for the 143rd time this year to say, it's my mess, I've got to put this right. <laughs> and finally, Helen and Lee had a massive argument in a multi-storey car park. I've had loads of arguments in multi-storey car parks. They're made for it. You could go into a multi-storey car park on your honeymoon and emerge scrapping. It's something about the lack of conviction by the passenger that the driver's going to make it round the bendy passageway bit without scraping the side of the car, shouting, there's one! Oh no, there's a mini in it, sorry. The driver driving past at least three perfectly good spaces in search of the right one, and then I'll have the ticket. No, give it here, you'll lose it in your bag. For God's sake, you don't trust me, do you? But they did have even more valid reasons for arguing, namely Rob apparently quite keen to move on from Helen and begin a relationship with Lee, which scared the pants off him. Helen now barely registers Lee on her consciousness, so the writing was on the wall, mush, get out, leave now, move into the laurels with Sykesy, maybe. Or, I hear Dakota's nice at this time of year. The end. I think, um, oh, Lee... Oh, Lee, you poor thing. Come here, I'll cuddle you. No. Well, this this week it was only... I, I felt so sorry for Lee. I mean, I felt sorry for all of them, obviously, but it's so difficult for Lee as well. I feel like Lee is just... Ne he, he's so on the verge of saying, this has actually got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um. But, and, you know, and have you ever stopped to think about my kids? Yeah. But anyway, but... Uh, yeah, so absolutely. And Kirsty is actually the only one this week who was... um considerate about his job and mm. asked after him and checked well, he was when okay. Said, How's Lee? And Helen yeah. went, huh? Lee? As <laughs> if, why would, what's he going to yes. do with anything? Yeah, but exactly, Lucy. I'm, I'm telling you, there were a few indicators this week wow. that, that Lee, uh, that, what's her name? Helen is obviously separating <laughs> herself from what's Lee. What's her name? Old thingy bob there. <laughs> that one yeah. that, you know, is good at acting. <laughs> and um, Kirsty is sort of being there to pick him up. When he's under his duvet. Oh, poor Lee when he was under the duvet. I felt so sorry for him. And I feel sorry for them all. And even though Pat and Tony are annoying, I actually really understood why they went mental. And I loved it that Kirsty came in in the middle of the week to just sort of say to Helen, it's not, it is all about you, but it's mm. not all about you. Yeah. There are other people who are hurting and yeah. worried and need to show their emotions. Mm. whether you like it or not yeah 
see it's that. really interesting from a psychological point of view um oh yes tell me lisa <laughs> I know how fascinated you are by all this. Um, no, just um, <clears throat> to see a family where the children have not separated from the parents. Oh, oh yes. To, okay, uh, yeah. Psychologically. Quite unusual, you mean. Mummy and daddy are still as important to Helen and as they are still her primary consideration. Well, not, not above her kids, though. Mm, I'm not sure. I think it's probably kids just under them, mummy and daddy, everyone else just not even. Well, I suppose it must make a massive difference to your relationship if you live so close to yeah. your parents because you yeah. become one unit rather than usually yeah. you have kids and you move away from your parents yeah. and you, you know, and, 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 but with Pat and Tony, they're, they're obviously so important to the child care of Helen's kids as yeah. well. But Tom as well hasn't moved. Yes. Nobody's moved on. Yes. They're all trapped in amber in this same psycho psychodrama that and they'll always be in it forever. Yes, they can't and that's also difficult for Lee. I mean, I think yeah. he's very patient about sort of like but then actually he's in a way he every for Helen, everybody's on the outside. Yeah. Ex, except yeah. for her at the well, moment. And Rob. She is yes. closer to Rob yes. than she is exactly. to Lee. Exactly. Yeah. And Lee, to all his credit, hasn't said anything like that. He no. hasn't, maybe he hasn't noticed. It's too, but... <laughs> it's too thick to even. <laughs> no, but I thought Lee absolutely played a blinder at all times. I loved it that he turned on Tom a bit. Yeah. And, you know, he's actually starting, he's starting to wake up and think, actually, I don't really need to be here. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not helping Helen. I mean, of course, you know, if he left, she'd be devastated. But would she? I mean, I don't know. It feels like... I don't think she'd even notice. She's, yeah, no, exactly. Mm. As she said this week, it's only Jack that's important. Yeah. I, was, I just, oh God, I really wanted to slap her. I mean, I know, of course, you know, mm. of course, she's absolutely... And you would be. You'd be so obsessed with what's going on. You wouldn't notice anyone around you. And, of course, she's going to be, you know, only thinking of her children, which I would too. Yeah. But you do sort of think for Lee, he's only been in this relationship for two years, or is it longer than that? Mm. Maybe it's yeah. five, maybe six. longer. Because he, it was was it pre it was pre COVID, wasn't it? But the fact that she that uh, you know Lee brought up to Kirsty or Tom that he might not be able to go to America because yeah. of his criminal record, yeah. and Helen hasn't even thought of that. Yeah, and also. When you haven't separated from your parents, either financially, physically, mentally, psychologically, anything, you have no skin in any other game apart from keeping in with your parents. Your relationship with them is what your safety is predicated on. It hasn't yeah. crossed Tom or uh, slightly more Tom, because after Lee spelled it out for him, that Lee's, this is Lee's livelihood Yes. He doesn't have mummy and yes. daddy in a farm to go back and live with and be supported by. This is how he's paying his child maintenance. This is how he's, you know, funding his life. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that when he said my livelihood. Yeah. But it's actually doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to Tom and Helen. No, You're right. Because, because... They've, all, they've never had any skin in the game. It's always, well, we'll just go back, move in with yeah. mum and daddy. Yeah. And that's how you, that's how you end up with, 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 adults 
who never never grow up yeah they never actually progress to becoming adults well I mean I think though even if you move away from your parents you still I mean I've always still sort of always wanted to please them you know I do think I mean I I think that fades quite a lot doesn't it but Mm. because I remember I remember when I first met um I don't know if I should say this actually, but I remember when I was first with Rufus before I had kids and um, my best friend said to me and she she was with someone, I think she was getting married to someone and we, I said, <laughs> if there was going to be like, if, if a car was going to run anyone over, would you rather it was him or your mum? <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> this is so awful, isn't it? She was like, uh, it would be my mum. And I was so shocked she, I was like, you love him more than you love your mum. I just couldn't get over it, Lucy. It's always stayed with me that some people love their partners more than they love their mum. I have to but- say, that is the strangest question I've ever heard anybody ask. Your friend, did you immediately have She's my best friend. <laughs> We've known each other forever and ever. No, but it's just, I, but I just thought, but then I thought, oh, well, then you're not as close to your mum as I'm, but mm. actually maybe she just <laughs> was closer to her partner. Than, but it took me a long time to, to sort of, um, you know, I, I, I was very, I am very attached to my, still to my dad, but it took me a long time to, to separate, you know, to separate, mm. I think. Yeah. Mm. Not as long as <laughs> those loonies, the Bridge Farm cult, bloody hell. <laughs> But yeah, Lee is sort of like the lowest down in the pecking order on that farm, isn't he? Yeah. For Helen. Yeah, absolutely. He's just below the chickens, I think. <laughs> yeah, what did she say? Oh my God, when she was like, oh God, again, I could have slapped her when she said, um, well, are you coming to make dinner or not? Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> um, um, and she went, it's just Jack is, or Henry's yeah. really hungry. Yeah. I thought, he's your fucking son. Yeah. You yeah. can put some fish wings in for him if he's He's like hungry. the au pair. Lee is like the au pair. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> Leah's the over. <laughs> if he was Swedish, when she, when that she would went be up absolutely, to see, you know. When she went up to see him, she had to go all the way up to his attic bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it's outrageous. He's up there and again. He's watching Swedish soap operas. <laughs> he's supposed to be learning the language. I don't know I what mean, he's doing. And look at his schedule on the fridge. He just, he has not paid hide nor heed to it <laughs> this week. Mum. <laughs> Oh Helen! I know. Oh, I felt sorry for Pat and Tony though. I, 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 really, I really do. I, I felt their anxious. Oh, I could have battered no, all of oh, them. Oh, I really can. I just thought, no, I'd be the same. Like if it's your kid, you just want to go. I, know, I could see both sides because I can see why Helen wants to go. I need you to see that I'm that I'm not the person mm. I was, and that I've moved again. It's that sort of, it's that approval from your parents, mm. isn't it? She needed them to go. Yeah. Helen, we see you've grown. Yeah. We see, you know, we're so yeah. proud of you. And yet they, but they, of course they can't. Because, you know, as Kirsty said, they're so frightened that he was going to hurt you again. I yeah. can see all sides. I thought it was a very clever, very It was, clever and it, what it did for me, what gave me the, the creeps was the way that she's almost protective of her relationship with Rob. Yes, there's no, a, exactly. There's yeah. an element of kind of, only I can deal with this. Yeah. And there's an element of pride in that as well as yeah. fear and everything else. And it's like, it's me he wants. It's me he's trying to get to. It's me he's, you know. And 
Well, he will get what he wants in the end because he'll split up Helen and Lee. There is still a, not an attraction, but there's some yeah. horrible. Uh, well, a magnet, uh, ma- you know, magnetism that, there. Yeah, yeah. 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 But what is um, what is his game, Lucy? I have absolutely no idea now. I was so wedded to my he's dying. Yeah, they haven't really mentioned it again. But he might tell Lee that, I guess. Mm. He might say, I mean, either he's going to say, look, if you bugger off to the States. Yeah. And in fact, I've got this, uh, yeah, this empty cottage in Dakota. uh, (laughs) So uh, yeah, it really needs uh, someone to sublet it for a while. But either he's going to say, the ultimatum is, you know, I'll go if you go. Yeah. But that would be weird, wouldn't it? He wouldn't do that. Or yeah. he tells Lee that he's dying. Yeah. And so, it's so you've weird. got to persuade Helen. If but you I can want... persuade Helen to let me see Jack. Yes. Then I will do the community yeah. what city thing order. Yes, 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 yes. And you'll be able to see your girls. And <gasps> yes. I, I love the way we keep hearing things in retrospect. We say, right. So we're all right about this interview then, aren't we? <clears throat> Let them do the talking. Yep. And then the next scene is, for God's oh. sake, that was complete. I know, it's really annoying because I, didn't, I didn't understand what had happened. No. I didn't, did, I, I, I got the, so we, we, we have clocked now that she didn't tell Dominic about going to see Rob. Yeah. Which is silly, Helen. Yeah. And. Especially so she's poor... broken her own, what's it order now? Yes, so the solicitors, mm. but then did she, I didn't understand whether she'd lashed out in the interview or she'd stayed quiet. I couldn't. I think she'd out. lashed out. I think right, she'd, okay. she'd said too yeah. much. You've got the ticket. No, I haven't. You've got. Oh yes, yeah, I ha, yes. All right, fine. I have got the ticket. As usual, I've got the ticket. Well, you can go and pay for because it because I do everything. Because I do everything. I don't know how much that solicitor's bill was because I didn't even have a chance to look at it. All right? Because I was doing Henry's breakfast. Oh, well, okay. I can tell you, as somebody going for a house move, solicitors charge you for farting. So, you know, it's probably... That is going to be a lot, yes. isn't it? Yes. I mean, I, I'd... that's the thing. I think Lee has to get out because yeah. it's going to ruin him. And he's yeah. never, he's not ever going to be able to afford to go to America. Yeah, yeah. If I was Lee, I'd just go, um, do you know what? I can't be arsed with this. Mm. Sorry, I know it's really unsupportive. I'll come back when it's, all, when it's all over. Let me know, you know, but not now. Yeah, yeah I'm just worried they're not going to let him in. Yeah. 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 And you'd think he'd be grateful for not having to touch those old people like Sykesy. I think he'd be grateful to be on the admin. I've got a friend who's a physio and, and she's um, she's very high up. So she's basically just, well, she, she's just in the office sort of sorting out people's maternity leave she said you know what actually sometimes it's just really nice because mm. you can put a podcast on you don't have to touch anyone yeah. <laughs> it's quite relaxing oh. um i'm going to read some quite sad things now so oh. brace yourself okay but it's because we're doing the the rob and helen bit now yeah this is relevant okay. um i did actually message kerry davis and say can you please tell the writers that they've written this so well? We're getting people emailing us saying, I've just realised that I'm in a coercive control relationship. Uh, I have got these people's permissions to read out bits, but obviously I'm keeping everyone anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I just think it's been such an incredible storyline and it's been so helpful. And... Uh, it's, yeah, it's just, as always, the more we talk about this stuff, the the easier it becomes to recognise it, the less shame there is, the blame goes in the right direction, 
and uh yeah i think it's been fab yeah um this is from somebody who lives in uh america uh and she went through the same thing and she was told by the authorities uh he hit you not the children so we can't or won't limit access if he abducts the children, we can do something. We can't act on a threat. When he abducts them a second time, we can do something. Unsupervised access is fine. Uh, and uh, she said, even if you can see the perpetrator's lips moving while the children are expressing their wishes, in inverted commas, narcissists can fool not only their targets, but the targets, allies and the legal system. How do narcissists change a light bulb? They don't use electricity, they use gaslighting. Oh, God. That's a good one. Um, I didn't understand. What's a bit about, what do you mean when the perpetrator's lips are moving? The perpetrator has said to the children, when the man says to you, do you want to see daddy? Oh, oh, that's horrible. They brief them, exactly. And if you do that, I will buy you so-and-so. If you don't do, the threat that they often use is if you don't do this or say Mm. this, you'll be taken away from me and mummy will go to prison and you oh, won't, God. or you'll be split up and put in different homes and oh, things like that. So the children feel this incredible burden of responsibility to say the right thing. Yeah. Not to, you know, make things worse. Um, uh, another person who's going to be um, anonymous is says, uh, protection, or, Helen is now in a lot of trouble. Protection orders are really difficult to get started and when they're activated, you are told in no uncertain terms not to make first contact. I personally was so grateful to get my protection offer, even though it meant nothing to my ex-husband. Sorry, scriptwriters, the last thing you do after you have that protection is contact your ex ever. Well, unless you're Helen. Unless you're writing a drama. Yeah. Um, And Jane, who... uh, Jane in Cornwall, she's not... Uh, but, uh, anonymous. Uh, she has provided us with a load of links and things like that to um, send to people who are in trouble. So I'm going to do that. So thank you very much. And um, another anonymous um, is uh, going through it right now and says, you become so accustomed to emotional abuse that it becomes normal. I have spent the last week or so thinking hard about my options. The more I think about it, the more I realise that I'm beyond exhausted and that I just can't take it anymore. I think the final nail in the coffin has been recognition that I don't think I can trust him with my heart again. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, so, God. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. It's not something on a no. drama. It's not something that happens to other people. It happens all around us all the time. And income is no protection from it. Class, race, anything. It's just well, happening Especially everywhere. when it becomes normal. Yes. How do you get out of that? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. very distressing. Yes. Awful. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, everybody. And we are replying um, in an appropriate and relevant manner to people that have emailed us and giving them... Um, the help that we are gathering from everywhere else. And again, I want to say thank you to the scriptwriters for writing it so well and in not a massively sensational way, actually, quite a realistic way, judging by how many people that have recognised themselves in it. Because if it was really, really, uh, you know, over the top, Mm. people wouldn't (laughs) recognise themselves, would they? Yeah. 
Well, it's also very clever in that you, well, especially I, I go from agreeing with one to then agreeing with a different person to, to agreeing with Rob yeah. to agreeing with, it's very, yeah. it's, a, it's a real merry-go-round. Uh, uh, not a merry-go-round, <laughs> that's a bit too fun. Uh, <laughs> a sad uh, merry-go-round. A sad, really sad A sad go-round, a sad go-round. <laughs> um, uh, but also Jane did send us some very good news which is, um, there's a lady called Dr. Emma Katz, who's an academic researcher and she specialises in coercive control and she's on Twitter. And she posted a story uh, that come from the family court where because the father had coercively controlled their mother, he was done for child neglect. Because they said the way he controlled the mother meant that the children were not getting the attention and the care that they needed. So that's a really interesting oh, way right. of working it legally so that you can actually get uh there's some sort of punitive impact on coercively controlling the mother that that involves the children which is obviously means longer sentences and things like that that is interesting yes what's her name uh emma katz k-a-t-z so thank you very much for sending us that jane that was cheering we because it feels like things are changing anyway on to Trevor Hall, yeah. who has got a present for us. Oh, is it um, a sandwich maker? No. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I got some nice presents through we... the door yesterday. <laughs> Don't call them presents. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, samples. Samples, sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, um, samples. What I'm sampling been, this weekend. We've been getting some very nice uh, things, which we will uh, talk about later. Did you try the flapjacks? No, I'm opening them today when oh all the kids God. are back from their things. No, I can't wait. I nearly, I wanted to eat that chocolate one yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, no. It's from a company called Flapjackery. I am, because I don't, because I thought maybe, well, as you know, Lucy, we have birthdays coming up. Yes. So I thought, oh my God, it's an early birthday present Happy from someone who knows me very well because I love flapjacks. Mm. I used to have flapjack Fridays every, does that sound weird? Um, every Friday, I'd always buy a big flapjack. Mm. It's a funny name, isn't it? Flapjack. Um, but yeah, I love flapjacks. I love flapjacks. So I just say it more often, more times. These flapjack. flapjacks are all handmade and they flapjackery. are absolutely delicious. From a company called Flapjackery, which Did I you think eat is them in then? Devon. Did you I get have yours had, because I, I had to save some for the children like you. Yeah. But I've had the, I had a, like an inch off. The one the, with the chocolate on the top? No, the yogurty oh. black apple and... It's apple and oh. blackberry with a yogurt No, I topping. can't wait to eat Ooh. the chocolate one. So nice. I, lo- I just love flapjacks. Mm. I don't know if I've mentioned it. But they just look really... they Because I could convince myself that what I was eating was healthy. It's healthy, it they are healthy. Apple and they have oats in it. And oats in it, yes. They are healthy because even though there's a lot of sugar in them, they've got oats in it. What's a yes. balance? Yes. The thing about flapjacks is... If I make flapjacks, they're just not that nice. But if I buy a flapjack, it's blooming delicious. Yes. Especially yes. a homemade one. Mm. Thank you very much. Mm. Yes, so thank you, flapjackery. We love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry. Anyway, so, yes, but so Trevor we've been getting all has... these nice presents. Yes. And then so, so Harriet messaged me so. yesterday and said, oh, did you get the sandwich maker? And then we realised it was for someone else and she just opened it. I don't know. Though, Is it now it... covered in bits of cheddar or something? You're going to have to scrape it off. It was a dress. neighbour. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a neighbour I've never heard of addressed to my address. So it's a mystery. I am going to put it on our WhatsApp group. But Ooh. also it wasn't even wrapped up in anything. It was just the box with a name and address on it. 
of a sandwich maker. And again, I'm delighted and was about because it was because it got delivered at tea time. I was like, brilliant. I'll make some cheesy, toasty sandwiches. But then you said it's not for us. <laughs> anyway, I get a, it's a mystery. Jeff was laughing because we were imagining you with like a toasted cheese sandwich halfway to your lips, texting me going, <laughs> isn't the sandwich maker great? And then your furious neighbor banging on the door. <laughs> Oi, Carmichael. Well, Talk also, but also the um, the the uh, it's also the school fair needs donations, and so last night I was also taking a load of stuff down for the tombola, ah. and I was like, oh, actually, how much do I need the sandwich maker? That would make a brilliant yes. raffle prize. Yes. So it could have gone. Oh, it could have gone terribly badly. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well. That'll be memorable for your neighbour. That woman that stole my... Well, if it's, not, if it's not claimed, I'm going to... But I thought if it's not claimed... Finders I'll, keepers, losers. Finders keepers. keepers, and then I can just sort of say to the neighbours if anybody wants to borrow it, because there's a waffle maker on our road. Is there? And we get to borrow it whenever we want. Someone's oh. got a waffle maker, and if you fancy having it one Sunday, you can just ask Is it for like it. the group waffle maker? Yeah, it's the group waffle maker. <laughs> So this could be the group sandwich maker. Ah. Mm. My friend got a big box of very posh clothes delivered to her by mistake and she didn't know the person. Oh. She went round and knocked on the door. There was nobody there. Uh, she, she had opened the box because she thought she hadn't registered the address and she was expecting something. Oh, um, and that's what she said. She was wearing the trousers when the lady came to claim. No, no, you can't do that. <laughs> That's just plain stealing. <laughs> but you she thought go... they weren't there. She messaged the company and said, I think you've got the address wrong. This is my address, but not my name. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, anyway. No, that you see, that's, that, I think you've got to give it a few days. <laughs> she had given it a few days. But there was this massive box that she kept tripping over every time she came through the hall. Her daughter opened it and she thought, oh, they're nice. <laughs> After five days, it's finders keepers. Okay. Is that the rule? Yeah. Is that like that's going to be, that's gonna be the sandwich maker rule. Okay. If, if no one's claimed it by Wednesday, I'm cracking it open. Okay. And I'll report back on Send the sandwich. Send a picture of your toe. And I'm then there'll be a knock excited. at the door and you'll... I, only because everyone I know with a sandwich maker says they are a complete game changer. They are like lovely, you, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't had a toasted sandwich since about 1987. The only thing I would say is if you're tempted to put tomato in your cheese oh, and no. tomato. Oh, no, gross, panini, gross. It, it heats up to, like, it's hotter than the surface of the sun. Stick to the roof of your mouth and rip well, it I, off. Well, I'm sort so. of, because we had one when I was, when I was little, mm. uh, but I'm hoping they've moved on a bit because they weren't that nice. When I remember they'd always have a slightly greasy sort of... Um, Crust. You have to paint to stop them sticking. You have to paint the inside of the of the of the bit where the bread goes with yeah. butter. You put butter on the outside. Yeah, of the bread. I didn't really like that. Mm. Anyway, I'm sure they've moved on slightly. No, because I remember like when you put a tomato in, it just sort of went a bit warm and yeah, a bit soggy. Well, okay, no, they don't well, do that anymore. But they do no. heat up to. I'm yeah. going to be reporting back on this mm. exciting development in my household. Flapjacks, <laughs> toasties. Oh, the flapjacks. No, and Lucy, I know we're not supposed to be talking about this till next week, but the gin. It I haven't had so... the gin. What? I haven't what? had the oh, gin. Maybe that's not for me either then. No, I'm sure it is. What sort is it? 
Solcum gin. Oh, mine's coming today. It is the most beautiful packaging you've ever seen. Really? It's all because it, I thought, oh, this is a lovely candle or a you know a, a bath salts or something. No, it's this beautiful, like cleanly presented beachy thing and then it's like oh this gin in here this is exciting (laughs) and one of them's rose anyway we're having it tonight oh i'm very excited (laughs) sorry Uh, anyway i haven't had breakfast yet and now we're talking about flapjacks and gin and now i'm starving and want to be so late so late not to have had your breakfast i've been out for about seven hours um uh uh back to trevor yes Trevor, I don't know how we got from Trevor to flat tax, but anyway. Because um, he's given you a present. Oh, yes, that's right. Thank you very much. Um, he has got the uh, book that's written by um, uh, Patricia Green, Charles Collingwood, oh, yeah. and Hedley Nick Klaus. Yeah. And um, he's also got another, the book of the archers signed by Trevor Harrison, Eddie Grundy, and Pamela Craig, who is Betty Tucker. Betty was one of my favourites. Oh, I love Betty. Um, I have kept both copies of the book, not knowing of a suitable home for the charity shop copy until now. I have decided to offer it as first prize in a competition. To win this invaluable tome, you simply have to produce a podcast that is mainly, though not exclusively, about the archers. It can also be about flapjacks, apparently. It needs to be wildly entertaining with the funniest roundup of the week's events, a surprising closing tune, and if possible, a random ad break in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) The closing date is today. He said, this Um... is not linked in any way to Nigerian princes or similar. But he does think that the book would be especially useful for Jeff. So I will send you uh, my address. Uh, Trevor, thank you oh, very, very much. That so is the sweet. kind of you. That is the yes. kind. Um, Louise Evans said, uh, Sundays make her very happy now because she jumps up out of a bored funk and realises it's average on a couch day. Perfect excuse to hide from my family in front of a fan, often in bed, to listen intently to Mummy's special programme. <laughs> Was that the sex night version we yes. did? And she said, um, her, your, her favourite voice of yours is Adam and would love to hear a great big Adam sigh. <laughs> Sounds like a Stella, Stella. I, don't, I can't do Adam. I'm he just so... I haven't got time. <laughs> when he oh poor old Adam because you know I loved him yeah but then he just ruins things sometimes like yeah. when he said to Kate Kate was like what did you wish for Adam or whatever and mm. it's like I I I just wished that I'd stop feeling sad when I thought about mum <laughs> but he never says it just didn't it just, it's just hard to feel sorry oh, for no. Adam when he when he sort of grunts things out like that because you, oh, I don't know it's just hard to find the empathy for him do you know what I can say this because I know he doesn't listen okay I've got a friend who is very very like Adam and oh. I can only see him about once a month because otherwise I have the overwhelming he, urge to throttle him does he drain you mm-hmm. oh Lucy but he's still your friend Absolutely. yeah just small doses yep yeah, uh, yeah. The same with Adam, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He just he is he was sort of so out of place at Kate's lovely solstice. Yes, he he was trying to be light and um, not out of place. <laughs> what are you doing? You A crazy fire on the solstice day? <laughs> what have you gone out of your mind? I loved everything about Stella this week. Yeah. 
Bit and annoyed that Ruth just dropped in. So you were Leza then. How about that woman you... I told you she'd met someone in Italy, though, didn't you? Yeah, I told you. you did. I, we you said did. Giuseppe... Well, I actually said Giuseppe, and you said Giuseppina. Mm. How about that woman in Italy? It, it was a woman, wasn't it, Stella? Tell me it was a woman, Was it please? a lady? <laughs> I just can't quite believe that Stella and Ruth are going to get it on, though. No. Do you remember originally... Stella and Pip? It, it was going to be Stella and Pip, yeah. yeah still yeah. think that. But I think that would be weird for Ruth because they're such great Stip friends. Pella, yeah. Stip. And who was it? Oh my god! That I retweeted the amazing Struth. Um, I can't ever remember <laughs> who. Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have to it was. Um, did you not see that? No. <laughs> it was retweeted so many times. Oh yeah. At at, at Zanderell. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Now we've got that confirmed about Stella. I hope they get her together with Ruth. Uh, as I've just realised their couple name would be Struth. <laughs> Struth, mate. <laughs> Perfect. Fantastic. I love that. Struth. Um, uh, wasn't that bit with with um, uh, with Eddie in the fountain incredibly annoying? Yes, it was. It, it was, was a bit completely like, unfunny. And it totally... was a bit like the old archers. Yes. Yes, it was I thought like, that. So it felt like yeah. it could have been one of um, uh, James's "What is happening here?" because yes. it felt so old-fashioned. Yes, it was Eddie... like it was like the the the, the, the wallpapering bit in a pantomime. Yes, yeah. Eddie doing something uh, a bit mischievous. Yes, and um, being told off by Linda yes. doesn't. I don't know. Just yeah. Yeah, it's fine it's because silly. it because because we do need those bits every so often to remind us of how awful of... it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, and can how, be again of how, sometimes of how because maybe some people love that love Eddie sort of clowning around mm. but I didn't really understand like why the water thing was significant or it just wasn't significant was it and and you know I don't I, I, I have a lot of time for Linda telling Eddie off and you know yeah and that sort of relationship but yeah it was a bit bit fluffy wasn't it yeah yeah, it was just irritating. It also made that scene I just sat a bit there awkward, all the way I through thought. With a face like a slapped ass, thinking, this is supposed to be funny. This is Well, I, I found, like, I think it made the committee meeting, which was sort of supposed to be funny, it made it, it I don't know, there was something a bit amiss about it. Mm. I think, like, uh, <laughs> it was sort of a like, point. that was that was a joke. Mm. Oh, a joke. Oh, I've got, you know, it was all, yeah. there was, it was all a bit um, clunky, wasn't it? Yes. Very, very. Um, That's okay. It's fine because uh, the rest of the week was so bloody brilliant. Yes. And also, I'm just, I don't care because when there's some, when there's an episode like that, it's quite joyous because you don't really have to listen to it. Yeah. If, it's, if you know they're you can, just doing fake You can concentrate committee. fiercely through the Robin, Helen and Lee exactly. bits. Exactly. And, and you just... can brush your teeth during episodes yeah. like that because you don't have to hear every word. Yeah. It's all a bit of fluffy as nonsense. As long as you hear, oh, Eddie, you know that you yeah. don't have to... You know, and I did groan though when he talked about the ferrets. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's oh, just... I mean, he went, oh, I know, ferret dolls. Let's mm. just, well, really... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um... Uh, Jazza has emailed us again. Lovely Ryan. Oh, hiya, Jazza. Who says, That was my Jazza impression. To hear you is that talk- as good as my Adam impression? <laughs> interesting to hear you hey, talk about rough, tough bog roll. At school, we called oh, it God, John yeah. Wayne toilet paper. It's rough and it's oh. tough and it don't take no <laughs> shit off no one. Um, uh, he said that he found, he finds the abuse stuff hard to listen to himself even though he knows both of the actors and he said when they were doing the first round of Robin Helen stuff his dog Marley absolutely loved Tim Watson who plays uh, oh my God. Rob wow. and he, Marley was the most undemonstrative dog I owned <laughs> yet I remember listening to episodes where the storyline was in full flow and being very tempted to turn off the radio isn't that interesting how you what? could sort of what, so Marley responded to, um, to Rob. Tim Watson's yeah. voice. Yeah. No, he I... loved it when they were recording and if Jazza was in the studio. He, he, loved, the, he oh, loved the actor, Tim, oh, Tim Watson. Oh, I thought, he, I thought Marley was responding no. to Rob. Marley in was episodes. in a coercive control relationship with <laughs> yeah, Tim yeah, on the radio. No, he, did, he just wow, he really he's so loved... powerful. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. But that, so even then, the acting was so good that that... Ryan himself couldn't, couldn't yeah, that's listen. so Even sweet. Yeah. The sweetest thing my dad ever said to me was when, I mean, he said a lot of nice things, but when I was doing a play when I was probably about 10 and, and I was playing a schoolgirl and then there was another character who was bullying me and afterwards I said to my dad, did you, did you enjoy that? And he went, do you know what? I, I didn't because... I, I couldn't bear to watch that character bully my daughter. Oh. And it was so sweet. I just remember that now, actually. Oh. And it's funny, isn't it? You're, yeah. You know, you get, sometimes you you can't help but remember there's a real person. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's very, very cute. Um, uh, he says, Freddie would definitely benefit from a hefty boot at the Niagara Falls. Yep. George has always been a little shit. I remember him throwing a drink over Clary in 2007. Wow. I remember thinking even then that a Glasgow kiss would benefit him when he got older. What's um, the Glasgow kiss? A headbutt. Oh. <laughs> uh, he has got it right about um, uh, what, the, what the hell is happening here. Okay. Uh, was, but I don't know um, whether or not he... Uh, I don't know whether anyone else has, so I won't blow it yet. Okay. Um, and he's just had COVID, so I'm very sorry. Oh, right. I'm so sorry. Um. It's weird when people have COVID now. I know. You never hear about it. Yeah. It's like having smallpox or TB. Really? How retro. Seems, yes, so vintage. (laughs) So, but he's come up with a very interesting thing, which... Oh, yeah. Forgive me, Ryan, it hadn't crossed my mind because I live in 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 a very privileged universe. He said he doesn't... He can't imagine what we look like. Oh, yeah. He said, I know that Jeff has a beard... 
and that Harriet is quite a small also person. Also has a beard. <laughs> yes, Harriet. <laughs> I would I ask, am a small person. Yes. But how does he know that? Uh, oh, because, because we, we must have said something. No. He said, I would ask, therefore, to have a description of each of you verbally, bearing in mind I have no concept of colour, light or darkness. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is a hard challenge. I know. I wish you'd give me some time, Lucy. No, to make myself to... to describe myself as beautifully as possible. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you have long hair. I do. It's really, it's really hard not to use light and yes, color, light or darkness. She is titchy. You're right, Ryan. She's a little fairy person. Uh, um, she comes up to my kneecaps. Yes, I got Lucy. I'm incredibly Lucy is... tall and so no, I'm not at all. <laughs> you are quite tall. No, I'm not. Compared I'm five to me, you five. are. Is that all? Yeah. Everyone's oh, it's tall just your, to me. Oh, it's just your presence. Yes. You you it's dominate. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You're very dominating over me. <laughs> I, am. I am. I beat her senseless most of the time. Jeff is very tall. Jeff is six foot four. Yeah, that's and very like a brick tall. House. His with a beard. Enormous with a beard. Yes. I don't have a beard yet. I do. <laughs> but I have lots of hair. Yes, just <laughs> very long hair. Head. Titchy little person, long hair. Just big hair, big nose. Um, um, you have got a big nose. I have got a big nose. I always thought I looked like a bit like a Jim Henson. I mean, this means nothing to Jazza, but sort of, you know, like a Samiad type character. Sort of, you know, a bit, a bit trolly. I mean, Harriet, that's well, a terrible in, <laughs> thing to say about no, yourself. No, 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 not in a bad way. I mean, okay. small, but sort of. She's um, elfin. Big hair. Yes. Well, that's a sort of nicer way of putting it, I suppose. Well, better than describing yourself as a troll or a muppet. <laughs> yes. No, but you know, sort of like um, a creature. <laughs> She's a little sprite. A, spr- a sprite, a that's a lovely way. Yes, I, this is actually brilliant for Jazza, I'm sure. He's completely yes, confused now. completely baffled. No idea. Um, but Lucy is super tall. Yeah, I'm a giant. Perfect features, Lucy. <laughs> if I was touching your face, I'd say... I'd say get off, little nose, is what I'd say. <laughs> beautiful cushiony lips. <laughs> wonderful eyelashes. <laughs> They're terribly long. Um <laughs> This is extraordinary. I don't know who you're describing, but it isn't me. Actually, to be honest, we don't see each other that often. No, so I no. can't remember. I've forgotten what she looks like. I think she's Indian, Ryan. I can't remember. We uh, can't. But anyway, come and meet us and yes. then um, uh, and then have you a can good make feel. up your. You're, you're Try and imagine us as a lot better than we are. That's, yes, just exactly. do that. Exactly. Yes. Right, if you're thinking nice thoughts about us, then that will do. Just go with that. Just forget the troll stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And forget the cushiony lips, which is also a total lie. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, uh, Diana has just emailed us with no message at all, but the heading is just bring back Marjorie Antrobus. (laughs) Uh, Presumably she's dead. uh, (laughs) Yes, that would be an intensely... Well, it would be quite an intense storyline. It would be the Marjorie Omnibus edition. Yes. Um, you know, we were talking about bagels last week. This is a very carbohydrate-heavy oh, issue. Oh, God, I could do with a bagel. Well, uh, You could. You haven't had your breakfast. Lonnie has sent us... Uh, a bagel? He's listening to us on his post-workout and podcast, and he sent us a big picture of an NYC sesame seed bagel and oh, his outside bagel bobs. In oh, I love a bagel. Oh, I love a bagel. 
In fact, I mean, I'm really happy to have flapjackery, mm. but a bagelery delivery company would also be quite smashing. Oh, oh, sorry. That's Cooper agrees. Chasing something. Um. Do, 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 do. Ah, this is from Michael Gorman, the doorman, who says. I think he's got us the wrong way round. He thinks oh. I'm Ms. Carmichael, but anyway. Um, he says, may I offer preemptively words to say when Rob joins the choir invisible? They are the immortal words said by Bette Davis on hearing that Joan Crawford had died. Of the dead, say nothing but good. Joan Crawford is dead. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he said, I add how touched I was to hear Ms. Carmichael say, I love Michael Gorman. Words that in my 82 years, I haven't since, I haven't heard since, uh, ever. Oh, oh, Michael, I love you. Oh. Someone's told him that they looked angry. Yeah, they must have done. Yes. Um, uh, Tom Longdon says Freddie's DJ name should be DJ Posh Priv. <laughs> Which is excellent, and I'm nicking it. Uh, Terry White said, Cooper and Co., we have several possible scenarios. Re-Rob. One, seizure was a fake. Two, seizure was genuine, late-onset epilepsy. No, because I checked for that. Three, seizure was a symptom of the brain tumour, which numerous people have mentioned, though I can't remember where they got the idea. Four, seizure is a result of something Lee did. One, we know how manipulative Rob is. It's easy to imagine him witnessing someone having a seizure and mentally noting the details. Two is also a thing, the epilepsy. Uh, Brian had epilepsy for a spell, but that was down to the head. It Was that down to a kick in the head from a cow? Yes, it was. Uh, Helen said, we know Rob's not epileptic. He may not have been when she knew him, but who's to say what North Dakota can do to a chap? The way that people are referring to a tumour implies to me it's already been diagnosed. Why would Rob have not mentioned it? He'd have assumed that it would be noticed by someone at Borchester General. If his primary goal is eventually to see Gideon, he surely wouldn't have put his life in danger by not mentioning it. Maybe Lee is being economical with the truth. Maybe he did deck Rob. Tom's attention yeah. was distracted for a couple of seconds and he took Lee's word that it was just a push. Well, actually, I, I wondered this week, because you know when Lee said it's your fault, don't even apologise. Mm. Then I thought, oh, hang on, maybe they turned the tables and... For some reason, Tom decked him, but then they agreed to say it was Lee. They're not that bright. They couldn't sort that out between them. And anyway, what would Tom have to... Tom would have less to lose than Lee. Yeah. If, you know, so they, there was no reason for them to turn no. the tables, was there? But no, we don't really know what happened. I still think... Because I think the... Re when it was... All, for me, it was when Harrisment said, I can't tell you what it was, but there was... A, he has an absolutely cast iron alibi. Yes, exactly. You think he was in hospital. Yeah. Or he was in court. In court. Well, it's very exciting and we're still left not knowing and hanging on. Mm. Um, uh, Steve Barry says, Lee's biggest problem is not going to be the police. As a first offender who can plead a certain amount of mitigation, he may well only have been bound over to keep the peace. As far as the Health Professions Council is concerned, however, in accepting a community resolution, he is admitting committing an offence and as such could well be brought before them for bringing the profession into disrepute. As for Helen, by not standing more firmly when the nurse assumed that she was Rob's partner, that was silly. A bit extreme, perhaps, but it could be argued that she has gained access to confidential medical information. Get someone to call an ambulance. Go in the ambulance. If you must, after that, get out fast. Yeah. Yes. 
but but then when you're when you're caught up in all that stress and and not, also you're not thinking clearly are you yeah and there is that honestly i yes, do think that the, the there pull. is that pull that she yeah. wants to she still wants to be involved she can't help it yeah well it's like an umbilical cord isn't it because mm. they were so she was so a part of him yeah uh christina goodwin said is fallon pregnant she's been awfully grumbly this week or maybe living with oh. nature man is getting her down no she has said categorically she does not want children no no but she might be pregnant by accident mm. um i thought they were quite sweet this week fallon and harrison yeah i mean because uh, although harrison is he clearly is going through something troubling isn't he because yeah. he is obsessed with nature <laughs> But, uh, but at well, first I thought... Now it's nature. He's just desperately seeking something. He's something. He's looking for the thing that's going to... Yeah, and work clearly him. is really getting him down. Mm. And I would have reacted exactly like Fallon. In fact, I quite often do when Rufus says he's going to jack his job in. And <laughs> and just gone, are you are you actually joking? Are you, are you, are like you joking Are you like on drugs here? or what? Because um, there's a massive mortgage to yeah. pay. <laughs> and I'm not paying it. Um, no, I... But then I thought it was actually sweet that after thinking about it, she did that thing that we yeah. all do. Going, I, I'd a hundred percent support you, but luckily you you say that, and they and then you know they're going to go. Oh, don't worry, it's fine. I'm not going to jack my job in. Oh, good. I, okay, I mean, if, she, if he'd turn around and go, would you? Oh, Fallon, that means such a lot. Love, she'd have gone. That would hang on. Just hang on. I'm going to start walking dogs. <laughs> but um. It would be a massive problem for for Fallon because yeah. she, she, as I am, is self-employed. Yeah, and and, and she and, is in a really wobbly industry because yeah. you're so affected by costs and things. And, and to have a partner who has a salary is, is and a pension a, a very... and a d- insurance <laughs> yes. and all that yeah. is a, is a really good rock to be yes. anchored to. Yes, on which to prop up your somewhat <laughs> wobbly financial structure. Yes. But um, I thought they were they they're always so very. Uh, adorable together yeah, those two they are apart from the horse play which gets on my wick I, oh, I don't mind it though I don't mind it because he's fit and she's fit and so it's all good okay so you only think that good looking people should be doing the horse <laughs> no, play no no I don't I think if it sounds genuine which I think it does with those two they clearly mm. have a good chemistry mm. then it's apps, it's it's acceptable as mm. long as there's no yeah yeah, I think that was one of the of problems that. with Sid and Jolene in the shower. Yes, exactly. It was like you know, <laughs> you thought that was a good idea. I know. <laughs> um, Christina also says I've been wondering which of the Ambridge men I'd most tolerate living with. Most of them sound like plonkers. Perhaps one of the most <laughs> believable things about the Archers. I always like the sound of Rex, but I wouldn't live on a boat, even for his rugby player thighs. <laughs> Ian would be okay for the crack and the pizza, and I don't even mind fleeces, but I don't think I'm his type. Chris Carter, if you bumped off the in-laws. Mm. Slim pickings, really, she says. Chris is a bit whiny sometimes. I think I'd go Harrison. I'd go Rex. Would you? Yeah. I wouldn't go Rex. I'd go Harrison. I think he's he's yeah I think he's got more to offer in every sense of the word. Oh. No, I just think he's yeah. Think would you be, not go for Harrison? You think he'd be good in the I think department. well also he's very loving and caring and he mm. likes nature. I like um dandelions too. <laughs> I think he'd be do so You wonder what flies do when they're rubbing <laughs> their little hands. 
I think I could really help him through this crisis. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, no, Rex, I've never... By making him your sex slave. Absolutely. <laughs> he can wash up with me any time. <laughs> he can pour his fairy liquid onto my face any time. Well, you started it. Sorry. I've actually just got an eight-year-old that's walked into the room. So <laughs> do, do they need something? She just went, I'm bored. Okay. <laughs> Tell her I am too. <laughs> Lucy is too. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, so I better stop thinking about that. Mm. Okay. Um, you can start thinking about lesbian sex instead now because we're going on to Olivia van der Werf who says North Face didn't lie. No. Yeah. In fact, it, props to whoever... Because that was very early. It was pretty much as soon as Stella arrived in the village yep. that the rumours started. Yep. She's very clever. Um, she says, uh, good time to tell you my favourite joke. Yep. What does a lesbian take on her second date? I don't know. Everything. <laughs> Typically, we move through the first few stages of a relationship very quickly. Oh. <laughs> so if Stella continues to live up to the stereotype, then the recipient of her frantic phone action would have moved to Ambridge and adopted Weaver by the end of next week. <laughs> I heard a version of that, which is, what does a lesbian take on her second date? A removal van. So yes, same thing. Um, I really hope the lovely Italian girl comes to Ambridge. No, it'll be Pip. It'll be Pip. Oh, I really don't pip, want pip, it to pip, be pip. pip, Lucy. I don't think I can stomach Pip. Well, we know someone who's going to be devastated, don't we? Rex. No. Ruth. The, the, the fan club. Oh, James. Mm. Yes, that would be very difficult yes. for him, actually. Um, very difficult. Uh, he said... Uh, she said, rather, Olivia, sorry. I was thinking about what you were saying last week about the men being a bit pointless and the women having to sort things out. And it reminded me of something my mother said about the archers. She was a bit horrified. I listened to it and told me that it had a reputation from the start that all the men were useless or wrong'uns and the women were all a bit too capable for their own good. <laughs> my mother was lovely, but firmly not a feminist. And it was all a bit feministy for her. <laughs> I think it was viewed as having a bit of an agenda by the BBC in the 50s and 60s. Up the women and all that. Wow. Good women. That's amazing. <laughs> good women, i.e., the ones that weren't feminists, firmly did not listen to it. <laughs> That's amazing. Occasionally, I do a mini audit of how the characters are doing with that in mind, and generally, it is true. So, I think that probably you and my mum are right. Of course, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, there was only Pat, though, who was a feminist. Well, but Pat was really, she went to Greenham Common. She yeah. was, you know, full on, uh, yeah. you know, Jermaine Greer. She was uniking all over the place, she was. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. This is Joe O'Leary. Um, greetings from the near Swindon area. My listening this week has been patchy. I needed a break after the Harrison Countryfile mashup. How can he only be 38? All that wanging on. No wonder Fallon is hanging out with a dynamic duo of Joy and Linda. It was <laughs> lovely to hear Joy again. Yes, it was. Especially when she completely fails to get jokes until 10 minutes <laughs> after then goes, Oh, <laughs> premonition. Oh, I get it now. Um, I'm very much hoping that Lee versus Rob has been inspired by the Zuckerberg Musk cage fight. Art imitating life. Oh, can you imagine those two? Um, ah, Dan Everett, the really yeah. youthful one. Uh, we missed his birthday. He's now 15. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That is the best age ever. But Oh, happy birthday, Dan. Happy birthday, Dan. Yes. God, I so wish I was 15. Interested. I remember being 15 
so clearly. I would and my granny saying to me, all the tea in China. Oh, I would. I think it was probably one of the best years of my life. And my granny saying, when you, she was like probably only about seventy, and she sort of, and she said, oh, I remember being fifteen so well. And I sort of thought, yeah, whatever, because <laughs> you're so old. There's no way you'd remember. <laughs> Move on, old woman. <laughs> and when you're 15 and a bit um, <laughs> full of yourself, yeah. you just think you're the only person in the world. Yeah, who's ever who's been 15, 15 yeah. as well as you are being yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty good at being 15. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy birthday. Happy birthday. This is from Janine, who is uh, has two rescue miniature dashans called Sizzles and Oreo. Oh, and she sends best wishes to Cooper um, and she says I hate to say it it brings me no joy I hate this Helen you don't start a restriction order and then contact him yes I think we are no I know the, our listeners are united in the fact that uh, um, Helen yes. has made something of a bloomer there a massive boo boo yeah. but um, in my opinion because it meant we got to hear Rob it was just brilliant yeah. but I mean you can't be in court and them saying she's terrified of him but then she emailed him and arranged to meet up and went yes. to meet him on her own. I mean, it just yes. it just blows the case out of the yes. water, doesn't it? She was, she was much totally. more stupid than Lee and Tom, actually, because yeah. at least they can claim, oh, well, they you know, haven't really had contact with Rob before. Mm. But yeah, as her as the victim yeah. did something devastatingly stupid. Now, uh, this is very sweet. Um... This is just so lovely. Today is Matt Rodriguez Payne's 50th birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Matt! Happy birthday. I have tweeted it. Oh, Matt. And I sent him a card from us and blah, blah, blah. But what was really cute is yeah. that Alex, Alexander Rodriguez Payne, his wife, messaged me and said, I'm letting you know that it's Matt's 50th birthday. Can you give him a birthday shout out? Um, he's having a big party. Uh, this evening so <gasps> he probably won't be up to listen to the podcast at oh, all oh god and what a night for it it's going to be balmy and beautiful yes yep um so she messaged me to tell me can we give him a birthday shout out then he messaged me to say can you thank alexandra my wife for organizing all my party and not letting me do anything and looking after it all oh. and making me feel very special and lovely so it's not they both emailed me without the other one oh, knowing. They're the cutest I couple know. ever. They're like Harrison and Fallon, but most Not mad. more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that is uh, that is so lovely. Yes. Oh. And he says happy birthday to us. Oh, Matt. It's birthdays all round. Yeah, but it's a big birthday for Matt. It is. Okay, ready, ready Lucy. What? One, two, three. Happy. Be... Come on. I'm not there'll singing be a slight, to Matt Rodriguez. The man be a slight delay on Zoom. There's no way I'm... The... Hang on, hang on. Who's, I'll, do it as, I'll do it as a few. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Um, oh, give me another character. Jolene. Happy birthday... Oh, this is Linda. Happy birthday, dear Matt. Happy birthday to you. Linda's aged, hasn't she? <laughs> Look, it's hard to sing a character. I know. I'm hard to think of them <laughs> on the spot. That was very good, dear. Well done. 
We all enjoyed it. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Mitch. <laughs> oh, that's just weird. I can stop that right now, <laughs> That's lady. my troll voice. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mitch. No, happy birthday. Yes. Oh, it's such a nice weekend, Lucy, because isn't it weird that me and Lucy met clearly and uh we 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 get on work really well don't we yes and we also oh. know quite a f- <laughs> she thinks we do me and lucy get on so well we see each other all the time <laughs> even though we don't know what each other looks like and and all our friends not all of them obviously but some of our friends have birthdays when we have birthdays yes like in, within a week of each other. Yeah, we're like a club of yes. one year we have to go on holiday all together. Are you out of your <laughs> mind? <laughs> I think it'll be fun. <laughs> Off the pot then. <sighs> um, uh, love you, love you, Matt. Yes. And love you, Alexandra. Thank you so much yes. for letting Matt do what he does. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and have a great party. Yes. I noticed we weren't invited. It's fine. <laughs> Fine. It's like when my name, my old neighbour from where I lived before, she bumped into me on the street um, and she went, oh, hi, Harriet, um, just to let you know that on Saturday I'm having my 40th birthday party. And I was like, and I went, oh, that is so kind. Oh, thank you so much. So she said, so I'm just warning you about the noise. <laughs> <laughs> I just went bright red and shuffled off. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> Didn't want to go anyway. It looked like a really <laughs> shit party when I was watching it from my upstairs window. <laughs> I hope your cake was horrible and I hope it rained and <laughs> all your friends look boring and <laughs> And anyway, none, no one was having a good time. Because <laughs> I asked them all. <laughs> I stopped them as they were leaving and said, Did you have a nice time? And they all said no. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, cheers, Matt. <laughs> Do you remember yes. uh, last week's What the Hell Was Happening Here with Drunk Linda? Yes. Yes. <gasps> yeah, wobbling so, off on her bike. So the only person that got it right was uh, Jazza, a.k.a. Ryan. <laughs> well done, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan always gets it right. I feel he has an unfair advantage. Uh, slightly, yes. Um, James said uh, it was from 2012. Linda was talking to Jill about Britain in Bloom competition linda was very passionate about linda was drunk after leaving the ball she'd been there for the fake committee meeting and in the way out kenton and reese made linda try one of their experimental jubilee cocktails reese mm. was he one of helen's boyfriends he was one of uh fallon's and then he announced he was gay and left didn't he i can't remember i feel like someone went was he a... he was a barman wasn't yeah. he no it's fallon oh was it yeah okay okay now, he said, I will not be revealing any secrets of how I gather these clips, otherwise I'd be out of a job. <laughs> A-levels are finally finished. If I do Hooray! fail to get into university, I will be blaming Ambridge on the couch. There's always a job for you here. As um... Actually, he said, actually, I have oh, an yeah. unconditional offer. Lucky me. Wow. Yes. Do those even exist anymore? Apparently so. Brilliant. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Well, that's why he could spend all his time doing yeah. <laughs> clips. <laughs> Brilliant. So, this is... What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening? Um, this is this week's. Ready? Yeah. 
Well now, Mrs. Bellamy, you've seen the two properties. Do you have any questions about them? Hi, Lillian. How are you doing? Hi. Oh, d do you know each other? I should say. I deliver her milk and I drink your pub, don't I, Lillian? Um, yes, yeah. Well, it's, it's very nice to meet you. I'm from Carr and, um, Carr and Wall, the estate agents. No, how do you? No, we're fairly new, mainly online. I've been showing Mrs. Bellamy around a couple of properties here. Ah, got your sights set on them for your rental empire, eh? Yes, yes, that, that, that's right, yeah. Well, it's a treat to meet a fella, Scott. Jack McCreary, but everybody calls me Jazza. Oh, hello, Jazza. I'm Dougal. Dougal McHenry. So, what exactly are you, Faye? Well, what exactly are you, Faye? Do you need to ask? This has opened my mouth, Glasgow. Yes, I, of course, I, I thought so. But you, I'm getting a bit of Fife, uh, Bed and Freeze, Bed Edinburgh. Aye, that's right. Well done, all of those. I, I, I moved around a lot. I've been in, I've been in England for, for years, years and years. Doing missionary work like me, yeah? <laughs> yes, aye, very good, very funny missionary work. Right, well, I'd best let you go on, eh? I've got pigs to see to. Good, yes. Well, don't let us keep you, darling. See you, Lillian. Good luck with the deal. Bye, Dougal. Bye, then. Go carefully now. Bye. <laughs> That's brilliant. Who was that? Well, because uh, when he started, when he opened his mouth, I thought, hmm, that's obviously one of the cast doing a Scottish accent. But then, so, of course, he was putting the accent on. Yeah. But who was it? In so it must have been then? somebody that Linda... Uh, um, Lin- I don't done it again. Okay, Linda Lin- and Lillian. Lillian. Nice one. Look. Lillian she was, was looking around a cottage to buy it or... No, they were, oh, they did- were shagging, weren't they? And they were leaving oh. to go home. And then he... Because he said car and wall. So that was obviously just what he could see. Oh, oh my God. You're so clever, Lucy. Of course. So they were leaving a cottage and he... Yeah. So it, it wasn't was poor, it was it? I don't know, maybe it was Paul. But then... No, because they... Hmm, oh, but they would... would oh, that was amazing. Paul would. Paul wasn't that sparkly no, enough No, no, exactly. That. He wasn't sort of comedy enough, was he? No. That was absolutely brilliant, that clip. Oh, I loved that. Oh, Ryan's going to love that. <laughs> wow. Where Ryan, you you're not. You're not. Allow, you're not allowed to write in. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you, Fee? <laughs> yes, all of those. Very, very good indeed. I have no idea who that no, was. No. No. Oh, this is amazing. Mm. What another treasure. Yeah. Well done. Dugger. Well done, James. You've stumped us again. James, this is just incredible work. I know. Don't get a job, James. In fact, don't go to university. Just, just carry on this. interning with us. <laughs> Lu- Lu- Lucy's got some funds. She yes. can yes. dole out. Yes. <laughs> um, In flapjack. Ah, talking of funds. Yeah. I have been sponsored by more lovely listeners uh, for my refuge oh. walk. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Including Alison, Joe, Jane and Sharon. Uh, Pat Brown who is one of our lovely listeners, is also doing the Refuge Walk. She is at Pat Alexa T, T-E-A. And people, it's amazing, people are still donating for the Helen Archer Fund for Refuge that Paul wow. Truman set up the first wow. time round. People have sort of refound it. Wow. Um, so thank you so and, much for everybody that... Uh, and that's, that's the thing, donated. isn't it? Because it, 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 I know the I know this, this storyline is so triggering for a lot of people and 
you know we've already heard from listeners yeah. you know they can't listen it's too 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 painful but it you know if it does it, well obviously it raises awareness but it raises money to mm. to 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 the cause it's it's doing yeah. an amazing job isn't it yep yeah um do you remember when we used to do that i used to sing a song to people who yeah patronized us or sponsored yes. or yes do you remember that lucy when yeah. i used to have my guitar yeah should we bring that back it's like an unhappy nightmare that <laughs> i feel like i could have done allison pat and jane trudy carol bob and barry something like that y you could have done yeah i yeah. could have done what a shame, a shame i didn't, didn't. <laughs> Well, I'm going to bring my guitar next time. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered just... how long you would try and lead me down that path with me resolutely refusing to say. In fact, yes. since the Before arrival of just... Matt, since the arrival of Matt, Things have I, gone haven't quite quiet. Asked, I haven't been asked to perform live since. <sighs> do you have any idea where your guitar is? Yes, I do actually. Oh. Because I tuned it the other day and thought okay. this has been a while. In the, in the hope that you were going to be called upon. <laughs> Yes. Um, Harriet is currently sitting in her daughter's bedroom and her daughter has tie-dyed the entire bedroom. Yes, it's a nightmare. She told me that she hadn't got the tie-dye anywhere and then I opened her wardrobe and I realised it's just actually gone all over her clothes. <laughs> She's eight. Tie-dyeing at eight. Tabitha, she's actually sitting here with me. Is she? <laughs> just waiting for me to get off. Okay. Sorry, no, James. No, no, we'll, we'll finish now. We'll finish now. Well, no, first... We are going to cross over oh God, yeah. to, to. Um, Borchester Police Station. <laughs> so there. Come in. Morning, ma'am. You wanted to see me? Yes, Sergeant Thomas. Just wanted a quick status update on how you think Sergeant Burns is doing over in Ambridge. We weren't sure about the promotion, not after the whole bunting and llama fiasco. I trust he doesn't realise he's being monitored? No, ma'am. He just thinks I'm really, really friendly. He keeps inviting me around for gaming and pizza at his. You'd think Call of Duty would be a bit calls to Newcastle. No, ma'am. Connect 4. And occasionally Cluedo, which he counts as overtime. Does he now? So, in work, how's he doing? Well, we've got a few outstanding cases in Ambridge that don't seem to be moving, who set fire to the post box, for instance, but he got a result on the vandalism at Gay Grables. Oh, yes. The Horribin lad and George Grundy, wasn't it? How did Harrisman deal with them? He smoot them, ma'am. He did what now? Smoot them. He's gone a bit biblical. Has he? What, violent? No, he's become very keen on the church. It all started when Alan Franks gave him a Christingle candle thingy and he really loved it. In fact, he tried to eat it, but he got the candle bit stuck and ended up in Borchester General. He seems a little bit obsessed with the vicar, to be honest, ma'am. Follows him round, you know. It's quite sad, though, as every time the vicar sees him coming, he just hops on his onder and roars off. Harrisman just can't keep up, even though the pedals on his little car are going like the clappers. Pedals? Yes, ma'am. He, he had his patrol car taken off him about 18 months ago, driving under the influence of Haribo Tangtastic. He became overexcited and drove it into the pond. So he's on a bike now? Oh, no, ma'am. That wouldn't be professional. 
It's a little Tykes patrol car. He got the coupe. It's quite nice. He's brave, driving round a village where the road deaths are three times the national average. Yeah, and he can get up quite a turn of speed. He's got thigh muscles like an ostrich now. How is he received by the locals? Good community relations? Well, yes, given that he barely ever nicks anyone. He just tells them to think unto the Lord and sends them on their way. I find this worrying, Sergeant Thomas. I'm not going to lie. There seems to be an element of morality creeping into the police force and there's no place for that. Surely people must be getting fed up with this. So far, Alice Carter is the only person who told him to go forth and multiply, but then she tried to snog him, so who knows? Oh, that's not good either. What's your gut feel, Sergeant? Worth pulling him off? Well, I could try, ma'am, but Paul the Vetner has tried that and he wasn't having any of it. Off duty. Is he having some sort of crisis? My view is that we should leave him for a bit, see how he deals with the Rob Titchener situation. After all, Titchener is a universally loathed character living in a village where most of the residents have firearms and itchy trigger fingers. What could possibly go wrong? Thank you. Borchester Police Station. Thank and you. And now uh, we're going to finish with our birthday boys um, uh, composition, which is uh, one of my favourite programmes, Sunday evening programmes, Warm Bath Television. And it was after you'd had your roast pork and crackling and gravy and Ooh, steamed chicken pudding. Yum. And then you settled down oh, and yeah. watched All Creatures Great and Small. That's so a good one. This is All Archers Great Small by Matt. So we'll say goodbye to you, Harriet, because you need to go and... Um, um, we didn't mention... Henry! Oh, There's yes. a new voice for me now, Lucy. He, sounded, he did sound nice. He, he did. did sound nice. Yeah. And he didn't sound like ir- a whiny brat. No, and not irritating. No. And, you know, Great casting. Quite frankly, he sounded like the most sensible one of the arch- <laughs> Bridge Farm more, Archers by miles. Uh, more of Henry, please. Yes, just sign everything over to him and shut the rest of them up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to listen to. I'm, no, I'm going to listen and enjoy Matt's piece first. Although it did worry me when he said, "I would have tried to save her as oh, well." God, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, "Don't god. shoot him." No. Oh god. That's what's going to happen. Whoa! Oh my god, that's too horrible. Mm. He'll so see much, him hurting. So much to look forward to, Lucy. He'll see him hurting Jack or something. And oh my god, no! Stop it. With Pat's rook. No. Gun. No. La 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 la. Okay. Right. Goodbye, team. He's been playing too much Fortnite again. Sorry? Because he's always playing Fortnite. Oh, yes. Yes. With Lee. (sighs) Oh, my God. It's going to be Lee's fault. Well, if you hadn't been so stressed, Helen. Me? Stressed? I paid the parking fine. You, I thought whoever the, you are, who are they, you anyway? What are you doing those, in my house? Whenever they argued this week, it was just so relatable, I thought. Is it not time you went back to your your host family? <laughs> Surely you're only on a 90-day visa. Yes, this isn't why I pay you £15 a week. Go <laughs> <Come> away. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, yes. ta Bye. Bye.
still here. Oh, that was absolutely amazing. I was about to get off. I couldn't. It was so brilliant. It's gorgeous. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.